Wow, it's a little early for ice cream. <laughs> it's never too early for ice cream, Jim. Run, Forrest, run! Is butter a carb? Welcome back to the Eat Healthy, Live Healthy podcast. I'm Jillian O'Neill, the founder of Eat, Train, Love, New York City. I am so grateful to share the mic with my lovely friend and co-host, Emma. I'm Emma, the founder of Back to Basic Nutrition. As registered dietitians and personal trainers, we will provide you with science-based, sustainable wellness tips to suit any lifestyle. Whether you've been on your wellness journey for some time now or just getting started, we're excited to have you join us as you take control of your health, feel inspired to eat one more veggie a day, or simply just grab a snack and listen to a few health nuts talk. We hope you feel inspired to eat healthy so you can live healthy. Today we're going to talk about how much of the different macronutrients, micronutrients, and how much water you actually need. So uh, let's go ahead and get started. I like to start off with the hand portion guide. Your hand is meant to be a portion size that's ideal to your body size and shape. So if you were to compare your hand to a child or to someone of a different of a different gender, maybe that's six feet tall. I'm only five and a half. Five, three and a half. Um, so everyone's going to have different sizes. Emma and I, we may be the same size, more or less, but we're going to have a little bit different palm size. So what you want to think about for the hand portion guide is starting with your protein. If you were to take hamburger, turkey burger, for example, compare it to chopping off all your fingers, the circumference of your palm and the thickness, that's about how much protein you need. This is a loose charm because of course, if you're an athlete or if you're at any different nourishing standpoint, your body may need more or less, but this just gives us the general baseline and consensus for the average female. The average female is going to need one palm. The average male is going to need two. In terms of those starchy quality carbs, that would be like rice, quinoa, oats. That's going to be more like a scooped handful. I don't expect you to stick your hand right into the plate. Picture like a little scoop, little mound, that's how much uh, quality carbohydrates you want. If you were go ahead and make a fist, it's going to be the size of, say, broccoli, carrots. So ideally, you're having at least this much, a full fist amount of veggies on your plate at each meal, or at least lunch and dinner. And then your thumb is a good predictor for about how much oil you should be having, some healthy fats. An example could be olive oil, maybe drizzled on your salad, or you're going to roast your veggies in some coconut oil. Just to recap, the palm is protein. The fistful is more water-based carbs. The scooped handful is those starchy, more dense carbs, all good carbs. And the thumb is the healthy fats. For females, you need one of each. For males, you need two. Like we talked about, it's a loose term because of whether you're a strength athlete, you may need more protein or a runner may need more carbs. That's what we're here for. If I into our DMs and we'll be happy to help you customize your needs. So uh, the hand portion guide is really like the main starting position, making sure that you get enough nutrients. Hand portion guide makes it seem like we're making sure you're not getting too much, but it also is to make sure that you're getting enough. It's really common for us to not get enough fruits and veggies on our plate. And so it helps us to keep us in check to make sure that you are actually getting in enough of the nutrients you need. You really want to know your gram ranges. This is, we're, we're happy to help you find it. We don't really know you just yet. So if we get to know you and can kind of customize more specifically to you, of course, give you more accurate measurements. But for now, Emma is going to give us some general guidelines. So you may have seen 
on the web, or maybe if you took a health class, kind of breakdown as percentages are of the three macronutrients that you need based on your total caloric intake. So as a general guide, we like to say that 45 to 65% of your total calories should come from carbohydrates. Then we say that fats should be 20 to 35%. And of course, these fats, we want to focus on the healthy fats, omega-3, omega-6s, rather than the, the saturated fat in meat products and heavy fat dairy products and fried food. And then the protein is a wide range. Like Jillian said, it really kind of depends on if you're an athlete, if your health status is, but this is 10 to 35% of your total calories comes from protein. So we normally eat at least three meals a day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But what happens if you can't eat everything you need or you need more protein and you can't eat it all in one sitting? That's when we really want snacks to meet your nutrient goals. We tend to have a snack two to three hours between each meal. So breakfast, two to three hours, snack, two to three hours, lunch, two to three hours, snack, two to three hours, dinner, and then sometimes even a, a late night snack or a snack before bed if you are still needing things, if you have medical conditions where you need to eat before bed. So we really want to use the snacks as kind of supplement to meal time helping us get everything we need, our fruits and vegetables, quality carbs, and protein. So now that we've talked about the importance of macronutrients, it's important that we also chat about what micronutrients are. Macronutrients are those relatively larger amounts of nutrients, and micronutrients are those found in rel relatively smaller quantities. You probably have heard of vitamins, minerals, and phytonutrients. Those are the three key aspects to micronutrients. Vitamins can help support cell function, development, growth, and they function as antioxidants by assisting the body in absorbing other nutrients. When it comes to minerals, they're here to support bone, uh, muscular, cardiovascular, and the nervous system functions. They help produce enzymes and hormones. Phytochemicals, on the other hand, are naturally occurring only in plants, and they may provide a health benefit beyond those that are from the essential nutrients. So phytochemicals are a category where there's still more research to be had, but we do know that they may help prevent chronic diseases and can help work as anti-inflammatory, antimicrobial, and antioxidant effects in the human body. I'm sure you've heard eat the rainbow, right? And so when it comes to eating the rainbow, it's important to know that these nutrients from the different colors of produce do provide different ratio of nutrients, but it's not like each color of produce is coming up with its own vitamin, mineral, phytonutrient content. They're all just found in different ratios. And so if you think about, let's say, vitamin K in a green leafy vegetable, it may also have some vitamin A, but vitamin K may just be a more prevalent nutrient versus let's just say in a red or an orange or yellow, you may notice that the same nutrients are in different colors. They're just in different ratios. So when we talk about eating the rainbow, we have the purples and blues, which are good for anti-aging and anti-inflammatory. The reds are helping to reduce the risk of heart disease. Greens are good for digestive and immune health. Orange and yellow are good to promote healthy eyes and skin. And white is good to help lower cholesterol. 
Now that isn't to say that the function that I just called out for purple and blue is not going to be noticeable in the orange and yellows. They all really work in synergy with each other. And that's why it's important to literally color your plate and eat the rainbow. By eating at least one of each color of the rainbow that I just listed throughout your day, that's definitely going to set you up for success for decreasing systemic inflammation and helping your body perform ultimately, right? And so when it comes to each of the categories, the blue and purple one, red is another, green, white, orange, and yellow. What I like to encourage my clients to do is to plan ahead at mealtime. So let's say if you know at dinner, okay, I'm definitely going to have this dish that has my protein and maybe broccoli and carrots. Okay, that means that you're having one uh, broccoli is your green, and then maybe we're going to have those orange carrots. So now let's work backwards. How can we interpret and, and get blue, purple, red, white? How can we check off those boxes at other aspects throughout the day? So work backwards or work forwards to make sure that you're setting yourself up with success. Is that to say that if you have green multiple times in a day or red multiple times in a day, that that's going to be a problem? No, it's, it's great that you're getting in duplicates. But I would say a good first step is to try to check off at least each of those boxes once. If the whole color plate eating the rainbow resonates with you or you think that that's an area of opportunity, go ahead and take the first step. Head to eat.train.love.nyc's Instagram. You'll be able to see here we created a highlight reel that talks about coloring your plate and helping you reach those goals with each of the colors of the rainbow. So Jillian, if somebody was looking to get started on analyzing their own diet, how would they go about it? And how could they use RDs to help? It's important to also reflect on your diet and what your day-to-day -day lifestyle is like. It's important to reflect to know, hey, am I consuming more green? Am I consuming more red? What's your ratio like? Where is your areas of opportunity that you can get in more produce throughout the day? Our job as a dietitian is help you point out those areas of opportunity and helping you incorporate them. Something else that dietitians are able to do is to coordinate specific macro and micronutrients to specific health conditions. And while this list can be very extensive, <laughs> we will just summarize by saying that, let's say, for example, if you're on a medication where you're supposed to be mindful about your vitamin K intake. That's something where we can know which nutrients have the most vitamin K, which have the least, and where can you still check off your vitamin K needed box, but without going throughout the ranges that are going to mess up your medication or alter your health status. That's not to say that vitamin K is bad for anybody. This is just an example. And so that's where our jobs come into play, where we can make sure that your meal plan directly reflects your health status, your health goals, your training programs, your fitness regimen, your wellness, your fitness goals, all of the above. If you're wondering now, okay, so I'm looking at the nutrition label, I'm trying to figure out how many percentage this makes up of my diet, you might see that there's actually percentages on the nutrition label. And they're all based off of 2000 calorie diets. This means 2000 calorie diet is general guide for nutrition advice. You're 
like Jillian said before, your calories might be higher, they might be lower depending on your age and your gender, your weight, your height, things like that. But we kind of wanted to give you a background of where the 2000 calorie diet came from. It's actually based on a self-reported calorie intake of Americans in the 1990s. Then uh, during the 1990s, the USDA was working on the Nutrition Labeling and Education Act, and therefore they needed something standard to put on. They found that women were eating between 1,600 to 220 calories per day, men 2,000 to 3,000, and children between 1,800 and 2,500. So the FDA and the USDA kind of combined all those numbers and made one general one that helps keep people kind of in line for general guides without making it overly complicated. Taking that with a grain of salt, that's where registered dietitians come in. And like Jillian was saying, where your needs, we could customize, make it a little bit more to what you're doing rather than just having the general guideline, but it's a good place to start. And in facts labels absolutely do break down your macronutrients, but they also break down your micro, your micro, your, your vitamins, your minerals, your phytonutrients. And so you'll see on the right panel, it will break down your percent daily value. That would be your uh, recommended daily allowance. The levels of intake of essential nutrients that on the basis of scientific knowledge, which we've now learned from Emma that are a few decades old, are to be adequate known to the nutritional needs of practically all healthy people. So is this technically truth for your needs? Not quite. Um, it's old. The nutrition intake of someone from maybe a couple decades ago is probably a little bit different than the average intake today. So unfortunately, not all nutrition facts labels are actually factual. They also can, each company is also allowed to have a pretty large margin of error up to 20% without a product being considered illegally labeled. So that means that a hundred calorie snack pack could actually be 120 calories and they're not breaking any laws that's totally allowed because it's pretty hard to estimate the actual number of like teensy tiny bites per product that would be in this particular um, item. So being said, of course, you can use them as guidelines. And I think more or less, for example, if you see it has tons of salt in a product, you could say, okay, this is a significantly high amount. Maybe I should be mindful and not consume this, or am I having tons of salt the rest of my day compared to really looking at the nitty gritty in terms of like grams and saying, am I having a lot? Am I having too much? And, and tracking your grams of your carbs, fats, and proteins is not going to be as accurate as if you um, are a little fluid with the system. Speaking of micronutrients, of course, you diet, you're most likely getting in all of the micronutrients you need, but situations where you need to look a little bit deeper, a balanced diet may not be getting you the nutrients you need. For example, most vegan and plant-based eaters may not be getting enough vitamin B12. In pregnancy, folate and folic acid are, are super common, especially to make sure that the baby is developed appropriately. Those are just a few examples. And so to really find out if there's something that you may need to be supplementing in, your best bet is to go to a doctor as dietitians were happy to help implement the process for you, but we're not part of the diagnosis process. And so you would need to go to your general primary care doctor, um, get some lab work done, notice if you're deficient in any nutrients. And if you are, or if you're deficient, I mean, in any of them, that's when maybe a supplementation will come into effect. We're going to transition to some hydration recommendations. 
Hydration in water isn't technically a macronutrient or micronutrient, but we know it's essential for our body and daily function, as well as there can be some very adverse effects if we aren't properly hydrated. A simple goal of finding your kind of general hydration guide is taking your weight in pounds, dividing it by two, and that's the minimum number of ounces you should be drinking of water per day. Of course, when you're stressed, working out, hot outside, if you are sitting in a sauna or in pools or anything like that, you're going to need some more because we need to replace the things that you're sweating off or working off or losing. If you're an athlete, it's really essential that you replace your hydration within an hour of working out. There is a way to, besides just drinking water and keeping track, there's kind of a way to tell if you're hydrated and Jillian's going to tell us a little bit about that. Your healthcare professionals, your mom or someone, your nurse at school, um, pretty common to hear if your pee is clear you're drinking enough water or you need to keep drinking water until your urine is clear. And that's actually not true. Natural urine is going to have a light, light yellow pigment. So if your pee is clear, you're actually drinking too much. And that could mean that you're getting rid of the nutrients too fast and your body isn't actually able to absorb them. Water is a super important uh, nutrient in your body and transport of nutrients. And when you're processing it through through too fast, your body's like, okay, we have so much, we have to get rid of it. But it doesn't actually give your body the opportunity to abs- uh, absorb, digest all of those nutrients. And of course, if your pee ends up being clear and you're not drinking enough water, there may be something else going on. So don't panic. <laughs> Reach out to your healthcare professionals. We're happy to help. It's actually pretty uncommon to overhydrate you to like drown your body in water, you have to drink a lot of water. And without being TMI, you'd most likely would get stomach sick before you could actually consume enough water to drown your body. So um, don't worry about that. But another color, like it's not that light, light yellow pigment pigment that we talked about. If a deeper yellow, a deeper, maybe a green, um, even red, don't panic. It can mean you're not drinking enough water. If there's red in your urine, yes, absolutely. It could mean it's blood, but at first, be, think about what have you eaten? What have you consumed in the last 24 hours? Certain supplements, foods, medications are all things that can temporarily change the color of your urine. Even beets, if you eat beets, it may come out a little pink and you think that it's blood, but it's not. If you have any concern, you should definitely go check with your healthcare professional, your healthcare team. It's always good to be mindful about what you're taking and mindful of changes in your nutritional intake because that can absolutely play a role. So if you notice a discoloration, just keep an eye on it. And if it's happening a few more times, then take action. No one knows your body better than you. So of course, Emma and I are always here for appointments, for you to slide into our DM for quick questions, no matter what it may be. We're here to to help. We're here to support you. So without further ado, we will wrap up our presentation to determine how much macros, micros, and water you actually need. Of course, everything that we talked about today is not a prescription because we don't know you personally. So in order to really fine tune and make everything even more specific to you, we'd have to get to know you. Well, that's it team. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Eat Healthy, Live Healthy podcast. We hope you had a great snack while listening to this episode and we can't wait until next time. 
Until then, you can find us on social. Our lovely friend Emma is at back to basic nutrition. That two is the number two. And you can find Jillian at eat.train.love.nyc. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast and share this episode with your friends and family.